your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. Hey, this is Asian Pop Nation. You heard Sheik Hakil's Charlie Lim, So I Say What's Up. And that last song was by debut K-pop girl group Ivy. And that's Have What We Want, because we're here to give you what you want here at Asian Pop Nation. And that is another three-hour show filled with awesome discussions about the world of Asian pop culture and music, starting with a review of a Asian-American romantic comedy, Love Hard, as well as a review of a very diverse Marvel movie that is currently in cinemas. There's a lot of talk about movies tonight as we've got a film festival to talk about that's come to Melbourne, as well as some news from the world of Sesame Street. So stay tuned for that here at Asia Pop Nation. But we're going to make you dance tonight with a song by Adora featuring Yunha called Make You Dance. Keep it here on Sin. Hiya, you're tuning into Asian Pop Nation. We played Adora's Make You Dance featuring Yoon Ha. After that, we played Cosmos People's Lan Sedeni. And that last song was B1A4's Adore You. Because for anyone who knows me, I adore rom-coms. And that's why we're going to be talking about a rom-com that has come out recently starring an Asian male lead. So our team here at Asian Pop Nation are here to share their thoughts. So... It's Christmas time and it seems well, about to be Christmas time and it seems like this is the time where a lot of rom-coms are set and the rom-com binge is starting with this new movie called Love Hard. Um, it follows this girl as a dating column writer in LA who falls in love with this guy named Josh Lin. And the reason why we are talking about our an American rom-com on Asian pop nation is because Josh Lin is played by Jimmy O. Yang from Crazy Rich Asians and the TV show Silicon Valley. Um, and so he plays Josh Lin and they, well, met on a dating app. And to surprise Josh, the dating column writer Natalie decides to travel to his hometown in Lake Placid, New York for Christmas to surprise him, but then finds out that she's actually been catfished and Josh is actually like this nerdy Asian guy. Um, but the guy that Josh did use for his profile picture is actually a childhood friend of his named Tag and they live in the same town and, you know, classic shenanigans happen. It's a rom-com and you know, if you've seen a rom-com before, you've seen them all. And <laughs> Josh practically offers to set um, Natalie up with Tag if she pretends to be his girlfriend for the holidays. You know, classic misunderstandings, can't be a rom-com without it. But I believe Leisha and Celeste, you've both seen it and JP and Aaron are here just <laughs> sidelining. <laughs> yeah, sell us on the film if it's good or I mean, like if it's bad, tell would us. Would you choose to sell it? <laughs> Celeste, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Like, it was fun, <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think much about it anymore because, like, I've seen it and now it's ended. And it's just, like, your typical Christmas story or, like, romance story <laughs> of that time. Yeah. Um, Leisha, any thoughts? Oh, okay. So it's definitely one of those movies that it's like, if you've seen the trailer, you know, like the entire plot. It's one of those. Yeah. You like, even if you hear the plot synopsis, you, you know where everything is going to go pretty much. But as I say that, not going to lie, I thought this was 
a better movie than I like. I guess envision. Maybe it's just because I've seen a couple of like Netflix, other Netflix Christmas movies, and those are like not gonna lie, bottom of the pile, like trash, <laughs> trash. Like those are actually like <laughs> awful, and they're like, and I'm a rom com enthusiast. Those are they don't make the mark. But this one was actually like it's not bad. Though not gonna lie, the first half like. Pretty much the entire like first half of the movie where like Jimmy O Yang is like not there, I just didn't mesh with like the humor at all. It was yeah. kind of like I don't know why. It's like they had like the girl, the main girl, who's Natalie. She has like this friend that she occasionally talks to about her situation. Like her jokes, I just didn't like. It just didn't mesh well with me or whatever. But once she goes to like visit. And then find the catfish and all that stuff. I I feel like that's when the movie actually starts picking up and it gets pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I surprisingly don't hate it. Is my verdict? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like just like one like one little critique I can think about it though. It's like I kind of wish that. Because we know that like Natalie and Josh, um, they're you know they're gonna be like the main couple by the end of it. Um, Rom com shenanigans, things happen, and then they end up together. But I just kind of wish that they actually put more like I don't know, add a little bit more dash to like a romance in their actual relationship. Because I felt like by the end of it, like the two characters got along, but it felt more like platonic. It, it felt more like. Felt like it, a cop out to me. <laughs> it, it just felt like they were more like friends. I don't know. They they had get they got me the vibes where I was like, oh, cute, yeah, good friends. And I mean, the scenes were kind of cute when they end up like confessing and stuff. But I just felt like the actual what, romance wasn't really. What there. what constitutes romance though? Because you know I'm clueless with this stuff. So yeah. you know how you watch K dramas and like, 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 like when they stare cool. longingly at each other's eyes, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh my dear, and then the music plays. <laughs> yeah, there's like tension, you know. There's just there's like something. There's little tension, little like glances they give each other in the. But scene. it's not enough, according to you. No, no, no. I'm saying those scenes are like that. That's what helps build the romantic tension. But in these two, they were kind of like. Again, it just felt like they were friends, and then out of nowhere, at the end, it was like, "Oh, she she likes him romantically, and he likes her romantically." Okay, sure, wrap up the movie. But <laughs> yeah, I just wish there was a little bit more actual like romance to sell like the main couple, I guess. But mm. it used to be a little saucier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want it to be like an 18 plus like romance. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a- but I agree with Lisha. I think the romance aspect could have been pushed more. I think when when we say romance, I think it's a a bit like the I guess that like the longing stares or the um I don't know like um the those romantic moments where you you kind of expect them in in rom-coms and in romance films where they like go on a, a, a walk together and I don't know, catch glances at each other, brush hands or 
you know, like they see each other from across the room and give each other a smile, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. But it's a, a lot of it was like the 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 comedy, I think, and the, the mm-hmm. friendship and kinship. Yeah. And a good rom- good romances have a bit of both, right? Is there's that mm-hmm. longing, that pining, but then there's also like that that camaraderie, because all good b- romances are based around good friendships. I mean the message of the film, I did kind of like how they did point out that she sort of catfished someone else in the end, yes. even though she was yeah. originally the victim. She was also the perpetrator, um, which is not something you don't often see um, highlighted in rom-coms, but a lot of rom-coms have a sort of problematic um, plot points that you mm-hmm. can kind of gloss over just remember that. You know, this is not the basis of all good romantic relationships. <laughs> Don't use this as a blueprint or a guide, everyone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there there's a lot of potential. I don't think it's like gonna be part of the rom com canon sort of high level um, within the culture. But a lot of the references that they had in the film were related to like Love Actually and Die um, hard. Yeah. Die and I, I was like what is going on and by the end of the movie i was like wait a minute this is why the movie is called love heart because it's just a combo of the two movies love actually and die heart and i was like what what is this um it actually also reminds me of a another movie called while you were sleeping i think it's also okay drama but i'm not sure if it's the same oh, uh, yeah. plot um so the movie sounds while creepy you were is it it kind of is creepy, but again, rom-coms okay. are creepy depending right. on the lens that you use to examine uh, it. Um, uh, it actually stars Sandra Bullock and it's about this girl who um, gets introduced into the, a family by accident. Is assume, um, Everyone assumes that she's the fiancé of this guy um, that she saved from falling on the train tracks. Um, and in order to make sure she was he was okay, she lied at the hospital to say that she she was his fiance um and then the family fa- found out and um they kind of took her in to their family even though she doesn't her parents had passed away so it was kind of had a similar vibe of like that family community um aspect and it was also set in christmas um no, <laughs> actually they- if you liked love heart i think while you were sleeping is kind of better <laughs> oh, oh, oh but God. yeah again not um not really asian <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I won't dive into too much about while you were sleeping. Um, but yeah, I yeah, think I was, I was like, when you're talking about recommendations, it reminded me of another like Christmas rom com movie that I watched back in like 2019 or something, which is Last Christmas. Which Oh, is that good? That that one I'm is probably, like, oh we haven't talked about. Yeah, like yeah, that, that, yeah. Henry <laughs> It literally has Henry Golding in it. It's, it's only similar to Love Heart, only because it's one set in Christmas as well, and two because it follows like the romantic interest is an Asian man. Wow! <laughs> so that is like the only two similarities I can think about between those two. But that one, I think, is that, that better? Is, or... uh, it's kind of harder because it's like, it's really, I, is it really a rom com or? Yeah, because it's like Love Actually, you can definitely see like they're definitely going ham on like the comedy aspect. But this one felt more like they were going for romance drama 
type mm. of thing. Yeah. So I guess for any listeners, if you're more, if if you watch Love Heart, maybe you're like you want more of like a you'll want something that might make you cry or <laughs> cry <laughs> on, on Christmas Day itself. Then sure, pick pick up Lost Christmas. And if you like George Michael songs, I guess as well. <laughs> it's just the soundtrack is just George Michael like twenty four seven till you turn the movie off. But yeah, that one and Henry Golding. <laughs> who, who doesn't want <laughs> to see Henry Golding as a potential love interest? But hopefully, it's like a with Henry Golding and with Jimmy O Yang, it's like a turning point because I b- believe there's been quite a few studies on how. Um, with I guess Asian male leads not mm-hmm. necessarily being considered like attractive ro- in romantically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we're so- always nerdy computer guys. What's up with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was also going to mention that it was the first time I've seen Jimmy O Yang not act as a stereotypical Asian yeah. or like a fob Asian. So yeah, like, like it's just nice to see him act like an yeah, American. He just makes he just makes candles. Movie <laughs> 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 that is just so wholesome and yeah. just chill. And I was like, oh, I what? really like Jimmy in this one. This was really nice because I've only seen him as like. Uh, same with Celeste, just as a stereotypical Asian character, but never as like a nice person. <laughs> He's yeah, always yeah. like the person you're meant <laughs> to hate in the film or in the TV show. So yeah, it's nice to see him play someone a bit more wholesome for a change. Um, yeah. But if you've seen the film, <laughs> we'd love to know what you thought as well. Um, and hopefully it's like a turning point as well, just to see more Asian male leads. Um, we've seen... Laura Jean is like an Asian female lead. And now we've seen two romantic male leads. So yeah, it's a thing, I guess a turning point for things to come, but let us know on Asian Pop Nation's social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, hello, you're tuning into Asian Pop Nation since resident Asian pop culture and music show. So we just played Chai's Pineapple Pizza. After that, we played Yi Hyuk's Noisemakers and Xi Chi Chao's Xiaoyu Tianqi. And that last song was Shiga Shea's Utopia Reimagined Chasing featuring Aisia Aziz. Because a place that is a utopia to a lot of our childhoods was Sesame Street, and they have made a very interesting announcement lately. So the team has more to say on that. You know what's been running longer than One Piece? Sesame Street! (laughs) (laughs) There is a new resident living on a street where the air is sweet. Ji Young, who is making history as the first Korean-American Muppet living on Sesame Street. Um, She's apparently seven years old and has two passions, rocking out on her electric guitar and skateboarding. Wow, this is really cool. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, She will formally be introduced in the CS Coming Together Sesame Street special featuring actors Simu Liu and tennis player Naomi Osaka and airing on Thanksgiving Day in the US. So... It's excited for this. Oh, that we're in the US. Yes. Yes. Yay. I haven't seen Sesame Street since I was four. So yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's it's cute um, to see someone and I guess Asian representation. As, um, but I kind of thought like uh, most of the Muppets are. Yeah, they know, aren't human. They're they all aren't like, human. monsters, aren't they? All... Wait, are there are there other human Muppets? I don't know. I don't remember Sesame Street. Oh, to be oh honest. I mean, what's a fairy? Is that close to human? No, oh, it's close. Yeah, kind of, you know. 
Oh, I don't know if there's been any new one. Like the most recent one I remember hearing about was like Abby, which was the fairy, I think is her name. Um, I don't even know what Grover is. Grover is just Grover. Elmo is just Elmo. <laughs> They're just oh, monsters. What about- are they brothers? But the bird. Oh no, yeah, Bert and Ernie. But they're yeah, not I'm, human. Not. <laughs> well, I mean, but then what are they? No, they are human, but it just doesn't feel like they're human. Yeah, they're like, they're like uh, hamburgers. Yeah, <laughs> hamburgers. No, they they move kind of like talking hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. I think I'd be curious, maybe just to see a couple of clips of of her. Um, but I don't know, as a kid, I don't think I really paid much attention to, like, race or representation um, or, like, wanting to see some a kid like me on, on screen. I don't think as a kid I ever really noticed that. It's something I've only really paid attention to a lot when I was older. Um, mm, I don't know. What does, that is uh, true. Yeah. Like, so, in regards to, like, the Muppets itself, like I, I don't really care about representation because what they're little vicious puppets. Yeah, like who cares? <laughs> but um, I remember as a kid when I used to watch High Five. My favorite um was a High Five member was an Asian woman. It was Kathleen, and that was like the most iconic thing of my childhood. Was oh, oh my god, it's Kathleen, oh. and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think maybe it's just that um because I remember growing up, a lot of people would ask you like what you'd want to dress up as for Halloween. And I guess it, we kind of were really limited as <laughs> in, in regards to Asian representation of like what I could dress up as, like what Milan and I don't know, that, that was it really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it'd be nice to have a, a, a lot more uh, Asian representation, I guess, on, on screen. Gives you a lot more variety to choose from. Uh, Halloween, Halloween comes around, but I'm sure it's more important to more people than just Halloween costumes. But it was when I was little. Um, yeah, I'm glad that she's also not necessarily like a, a nerd. I suppose I'm not sure what a stereotypical Korean American would be considered as a nerd don't, or like a tech. Don't all Koreans play the electric guitar and skateboard? Like K-pop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a K-pop band with like these little sesame. Oh, please don't. Oh, oh my oh, god. <laughs> Stop. Soon they're going to start inviting like BTS or whatever. Yeah, you might actually not be far from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our investors are listening. You better be, you know, noting yeah, this thing. If you're listening, remember we started this idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if it happens, they copied us. <laughs> uh, but uh, does that mean that uh, I, I kind of, would it have been like taking away from the fact that, that she's Korean-American if it, they were to make her like something supernatural? You know how Count Dracula is like a vampire and Abby's a fairy. Like what if she was like, I don't know. Um, what's something what, mythical- A magical Korean? Like a wizard or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe because uh, it's no. She I think it'd be chill. too many, too many character traits. They ought to be one thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, they can only have, like two things, and yeah. that's their entire. Yeah. Huh. Oh. But I don't really, really see many. Um, like in, I guess we we don't really pay attention much to children's shows these days. But like, is there 
much Asian representation aside from in Sesame Street and High Five in children's shows today? Oh, there's anime. All the characters Japanese. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> the pain I just felt in my heart. <laughs> the Muppets have them, I think. Oh, uh, the Muppets. Yeah. Oh, which one? I don't know. It has been a long time since last seen the Muppets. So to be honest. Huh. What was the last time I seen the Muppets? Uh, there was a movie that had uh, I forgot which one. Yeah, because even in cartoons, like growing up, I didn't see many cartoons with Asians, like and if what? they were, they were like ninjas or <laughs> or samurai, or or... the Foot Clan, turtles, <laughs> yeah. oh, or turtles, yes. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's a sign for things to come. Mm. I know, like. Uh, what was the one that was on like Disney Channel or something I used to watch as a kid? What? A Jake Long, the American Dragon or something? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, Jake and the American oh Dragon. that was a long time ago. That was, that was um, what was that show back on Channel 7? Like early in the morning, was it like the Mouse of House? No, not the Mouse of House. Um, Disney. Saturday yeah. Disney? No, this is before Disney had yeah. his own Disney. It was, um, it was on Channel 7, it was around the morning. I think it was a mouse attack or something, or screw attack, whatever it was. Yeah, it was <gasps> Disney. Was that Saturday was Disney? Oh, yeah. I remember us. waking up like at 6 a.m. every Saturday <laughs> just to like watch Disney shows. <laughs> yeah. Man, kids won't know these days, right? <laughs> they won't understand. Which is yeah, like you, you don't watch as a kid like afternoon TV shows anymore, really, do you? I don't know any. I, I don't know any like. I think they kids. still exist, but they're not as good, uh, in my opinion. Like now, it's just like Bluey and Peppa the Pig. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Bluey. Oh JP, your sis- You have a sister, right? When she was yeah, I do. younger, did. Did she like like come home and then watch afternoon TV or is it just like yeah 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 now? when she was when she was a little younger yeah um she'd watch Peppa Pig like that was her yeah. one favorite show you know yeah you can't really say this much Asian representation no <laughs> really. they're all pigs they're aren't they like British pigs <laughs> yeah I think they're all British they're all British I think I mean, they yes, have the but- accent right. Peppa the Pig was pretty popular in Asia. Like they had it on the oh, yeah. red pocket yeah. envelopes during oh, the year of the pigs. So. True. Yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah. I think most people kind of just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll just watch whatever is cool, you know. Oh, look at this talking pig. That's, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> you know. All right, I guess we'll lead out. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on having a Korean American Muppet on Sesame Street? Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Asian Pop Nation. Hey, 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 this is Asian Pop Nation. We played Masia One and Alex's Go Girl, Go Get It. Then we played Ba San Yi featuring Ke Jiayan with their song Bao Yi Bao Yi Sha. And that last song was B.I.'s Cosmos because group of people who had come from the cosmos and were created by celestials were the Eternals and we are here to talk a little bit more about the Eternals with the team. We have another Marvel movie that came out. That is the most boring intro I ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, recently Marvel just released this new movie called The Eternals. As in, I think it's like the 27th, now, maybe the 32nd. I lost count. Oh, that's a lot of Marvel movies. Pretty much, yeah. We're still on Facebook, so that's that. And this movie called The Eternals, uh, it follows a group of race of moral beings, or humans, whatever they call it, as have the powers, have two powers called the Eternals, who live secretly, lived on Earth for a thousand years, and they reunited with the, must reunite with each other to defeat the Devonants, uh, the well, quote unquote, the villains of this movie. The film is directed by Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao. I apologize if I got your name wrong. And so it with the first cast including Gamma Chan, Camille. I apologize, I forget any of these names wrong. But yeah, I'm still doing it. Kamali Nanjiani. That's yeah, right. Oh, is that it? Kamali Nanjiani. Yes. Cool yeah. name. And Donnie Lee from Train to Busan. My Train to Busan. And my frankly honest about this movie, I did not like it. Alicia. Yeah, Daddy. Yeah. Cool. You sort of well. No, no, no. Character explain. Character explain. No, go for it. Go for it. You have the floor. You put the mic. You guys the mic is yours. Go. Oh, no, no. You're going to do this one. Oh, no, no, no. You go first. I mean, you usually are the ones who, like, you do your reviews, like, at the end. So this is your time to shine now. Take it away. Boy, where do I begin? Uh, the runtime, just over nearly two hours and forty minutes. Ooh, okay. Does it feel like two hours and forty minutes? Eh? Nearly two hours and forty minutes. Yeah. It does feel. It do, does feel like it. Mm. You know, like I keep looking at my watch. It feels like is it over yet? And I keep thinking, <laughs> I feel like I've been here for like for four hours. Wait, in not including credits? No, that's including the credits. Uh, that only takes away like what eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so it's nothing. <laughs> Uh, there is a mistake in the credits, but I'll get to that later anyway with the director's name. But yeah, um, so much info dumping in this movie. There's that. Wait, how do they like dump the information? Is it just like exposition that they say? Oh, no. Or like, like do they say it when they meant to have already known about it previously? Like, like, like you know the movie is going to have a lot of exposition when it starts with like words. Like the oh, movie yeah, comes like, in and- it's Star Wars. <laughs> Literally, yeah, it's Star Wars. Yeah, it just starts with like words, and you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be this kind of movie." Huh? Yeah, I was, I was like looking. I was like, "Oh, I don't like the way this is going. I'm gonna turn off." <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, uh, lack of character development is another one. Sure, we have like one or two scenes that characters do develop, but there's not a lot of development with any of these characters, really. Actually, beyond development, are the characters themselves actually compelling? Sounds How like many a of no. them are there again? There was like a, it's quite a large cast, isn't it? It's like 10, I think, of the Eternals cast are in it. Like the mm. main ones, anyway, like in the team. Mm. I think it's like 10 to 8, I think. Okay, wrong mm. with that. I think it's and 10, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing, the film school, completely forgettable. Aw, it looks so uh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded kind of pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Let's see what else. The visual effects is probably the worst ones I've seen so far. Oh, really? That's, what do you think, Leisha? Sure. You mentioned Shang Chi last time was like, oh, is it no? In, in a Shang Chi review, you said like you can kind of tell when Marvel uses CGI and stuff like that. Yeah, Did especially you with the dragon scene in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> but this one, it feels there's one particular scene like you see one of the main characters, um, uh, Rudd, was he? Uh, the one who took uh, took care of Angelina Jolene. Uh, I think it was uh, what's his character's name? I forgot his name. Crow. Is it Crow? Yeah, yeah. The the main like big deviant 
person thing. Yeah. The one, the one who looks up to Angelina Jolene. The wait, which one specifically are you thinking about? Is like, this one of the Eternals? Yeah, from the Eternals. Yeah, the one who looked oh. up to Angelina Jolene's character. Oh, looks, like it, looks after her. Looks yeah. after her? Oh, that's Gilgamesh. The one that looks after her is Gilgamesh. Yeah, Don, yeah, Don Lee. That's him. Yeah. Don Lee's character, yes. Yeah, like this one point in the movie, it's like, you know how he transforms into like his bunny suit and all that stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was completely CG. Mm-hmm. I was like, that gave it away. That is so give away ray tracing, I think. Yeah, I'll give credits on the credits too. The fight scenes actually look not bad. I can give that, although the editing seems a bit weird. And I mentioned about the exposition. They could split up like the three, like the movie into three parts, in my opinion. Mm. It's just an opinion. That's it. They should do the part one, how the fallout began, and part two all reunite. Like you get this movie, like the main one anyway. Having all that. And then part three is the aftermath of what happens at the ending of the second movie, which is like the ending of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also David Kane and Harry Styles in it. Not spoiler, but spoiler. How, how large is Harry Styles' role? Leading up to the second movie. He's like in the credit. Oh. He's the end credit scene. He shows up. Because okay. I was going to he- ask. I looked up the cast and was like, what is Harry Styles? <laughs> so is he, is he going to be like in another Marvel movie? Is that yes. sort of the hint? Yes, yes. It's just set up that he's going to he's, he's gonna. Is exist. he going to be like a major character or a minor well, character? Quote, unquote, he's the brother of Thor's anyway. Well, not Thor's, um, Thanos. Thanos. He's yes, the brother of uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. we have Loki already. Wait, so <laughs> is, it, is it Harry Styles? He looks like Harry Styles or is it like... Yeah. Josh he looks Marlin. like Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, okay. it's Harry Styles. Harry. It's Harry Styles, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's he- Harry Styles in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then oh, the no. One Direction comes together. The, for the this is this a reunion episode of yeah. yeah. And also, um, I'll give another credit credit to David Kane, who plays uh, Ar- Arishim. Is that, is that the guy's name, right? Arishim. Oh, like the overseer of them type yeah. of thing. Um, oh, that one's kind of hard, but I think you're on the right. It yeah, sounds the, like that is. Yeah, the David Kane actually does a good job with him. Surprisingly, he actually voices uh, Megatron and Transformers Beast Wars in machine and Beast Machines, mm. and also Optimus in the Transformers animated series. I want to point that out as well. And Clank. That's all. Other than that, yeah, it's a, not a good movie. Is it worse? It's bad in Thought Dark World. Is it worse than Thought Dark World? I'd say it's equal to that, in my opinion. Hmm. Tap Vita, take it away. <laughs> yeah, take it away. I am not. How much do you agree anymore. with Aaron's opinion, Leisha? <laughs> okay, a I'm lot of this, this. a lot of the stuff, like okay, the runtime thing, I definitely agree with. Like, I I definitely was that person that also, oh, like halfway through the movie, like checked my phone. I'm like, oh damn, we still got like I've been sitting <laughs> in this theater for that long in this movie. It feels it's just it's quite it's quite a long one, and I didn't expect it to feel like because remember what was it avengers was it endgame endgame that uh, run that for like nearly three like, hours just, yeah was, but that was worth it though that was a, yeah like, it, did, yeah, it that, doesn't feel like three hours yeah that one yeah that one you you get the feeling that it doesn't feel like three hours but this one you you definitely can kind of feel the the two hour runtime <laughs> um but yeah i also think the score is kind of like forgettable uh, i'm just like uh it's okay um like oh it's it's so complicated okay i have to think about it 
as like how would I rank it next to like I guess Shang Chi because that also came out this year. Yeah, and I probably prefer Shang Chi than this. However, I am more invested in the characters in Eternals than I am for Shang Chi. Like Shang Chi, I care about. The dad who is gone, and the sister. But in terms of like Shang Chi and like Katie and stuff, I like I, I was like, okay, they're cool and all, but I don't have like I don't know. I just didn't really like wasn't really like invested in them like character wise. But Eternals, I don't know why. Maybe it's because there's the lack of the lack <laughs> of content there was made me. <laughs> want to be rooting for them or something like that i don't know um you could kind of like project whatever you sort of kind of felt or wanted yeah i think like oh yeah so it is like 10 of them and i kind of i don't know i was under the impression that there were i guess quote unquote no like main main characters and all of them were kind of the main characters but when you're watching the movie it's pretty clear that like Gemma chong's character cersei and yeah and um Richard Madden who plays Icarus. Icarus. Yeah, yeah, they're you they're kind of like the main main and then everyone is more of like the side thing. Like I was kind of sad that Kumali like Kumali's like character um that man was barely in the movie and that really pumped me out. Like he was there for like one Bollywood scene and he, <laughs> he, he act his character actually like dips at the final battle scene and that really like that made me kind of sad because I was like, "Oh, well." Wait, are you talking about, okay. about Kingo? Yeah, Kingo. Yeah, Kum- Kumali's like character. He dips at like the end battle scene. He's like not there. He he literally went like, "Sorry, I don't fight." Which it's like, it's like I kind of get like, I guess in the story sense, but I just I don't know. I wish it was like one whole big fun thing. And also, I was kind of disappointed. Um, oh yes, like a spoiler alert. There is like death scenes of like that a couple of Eternals are like not there and they're kind of the ones where I I like the death scenes happen but I kind of didn't really wasn't really like invested in their death scenes not gonna lie because we only just started to know these characters and then next scene they're like dead right in front of my eyes and I'm like oh well okay it was nice knowing you Whoever you are. <laughs> so with the attention on Cersei and Icarus, do you feel more attached to them or Oh, no? here's the problem. <laughs> here's much. here's, here's the problem. my problem here. I love Gemma Chong as much as the next person. I am in love, especially her in Crazy Rich Asians, iconic. Yes. Yeah. This movie, I did not care about her character at all. And I hate Hi. Icarus. I the moment he stepped in the scene did not trust the man and surprise surprise I was right to not trust that person he just and then and then they're trying to like in the movie they're like they're kind of put as like the main couple type of thing there are other like small like side couples but I was more invested in the side couples than these two (laughs) that they keep pushing as like the main one um it was, uh, yeah, it, it kind of did my head in a little bit. But I do have to say, again, the only reason why I say I'm more invested with, like, the Eternals, like, character-wise than Shang-Chi-wise is because I I really like Dina and Gilgamesh together, even though things <laughs> happened between their relationship. Um, and my favorite, 
I love Druk and Makari so much. <laughs> I I feel like I'm just biased because I really like their relationship the most out of the show. I like their characters individually, and I like them their little scenes that they have together. Like their interactions is what I wish like Love Hard had. Okay, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> like they actually have some like cute little moments and stuff, and it's adorable. And I love like. Like watching the movie, especially I think out of all like the actors and stuff, because like Aaron said his favorite was um, how do you say the character's name again? Our Arshin. Yes, yes. Arshin. Yeah. Yeah. That was like your favorite. Um, like the actor did really well in that one. My favorite will be uh Lauren Riloff who plays Makari. Um, I love Makari so much, and I wish we saw like way more of her the movie. But I guess what we got was good enough, and I think she is the best speed speed character <laughs> I've seen in a while. That's all I'll say. Um, but Eternals, um, I I won't say it's on par with Thor, Thor Dark World because I despise Thor Dark World with my <laughs> heart and soul. But I I think I gave it just like a th- like initially i was gonna give it like a two and a half out of five but i think i bumped it up to like a three and a half uh not three and a half i bumped it up to a three out of five purely because i love makari so much <laughs> oh god and i'm excited to see how these characters i guess will fit in to like i don't know the further we get into phase four and all that stuff because yeah but I, a lot of stuff that Aaron does said, I, I do agree as well. And I do think, like, out of, I mean, we still have Spider-Man that comes out at the end of the year. But I think yeah. so far out of the Marvel ones, I think Shang-Chi has some <laughs> kind of cemented itself as, like, probably my favorite Marvel one that I've seen this year. But Eternals, I guess, I'm more of the fact that I appreciate the effort that they put into it. But I guess the execution wasn't really... Yeah wasn't really the best but i'm still like i guess again the characters who oh, they're there but yes that's my long-winded thought as well <laughs> of it um aaron what's your star rating oh uh, jeez. uh originally like expectation of this movie was past standard i think is the right way saying it like the middle zone is it the right way is that what it's called the pause zone average do you thinking like just yeah, because basically after Endgame and all that stuff, it's basically every single Marvel movie was in the mid-zone, that's it. But I can say it's better than Black Widow, slightly, mm-hmm. but it's not be- It's not as great as Shang-Chi this year. And we still go, like, again, you mentioned Spider-Man and also Venom and Morbius coming out. That is true, yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, I'm going to give this movie probably, probably a 4, really. 4 out of 10? Yeah, 4 mm-hmm. out of 10. That's the lowest I can give it. That's it. Fair enough, honestly. Yeah, exposition, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, if this, yeah, if it doesn't work as a TV show, give it at least around a three-part movie. That's what I want. Like part one has all the flashbacks and especially the downfall of the Eternals. Part two is like what this movie is all about right now, minus the flashback, of course. And then part three is the aftermath. They should have done that. No, we just had to do this. See, Marvel, I'm doing a lot more better than you. I'm not even trying. <laughs> you gave them a whole roadmap, bam, for free. Even yeah. for free. 
Pretty much, yeah. Other than that, I also like to mention something. There is a mistake in the credit scene as well. Like in the beginning, you got the director's name. Uh, you know how like you say a screenplay by writers and then director's name will be involved? Uh-huh. Yeah, the director's name isn't it twice. Is it like written my screenplay all written by director and director? And then you got the other guy's name in it. Yeah, it's just to emphasize, oh, it's written by me, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I was just like, okay, you have a mistake. That is funny. Yeah, overall, I'm just going to give it a four. That's all. I guess. Wrap it up. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow, have you guys seen Eternals yet? If you are, have you planned to watch it or not? Yeah, thanks for listening. And remember, follow us on Asia Pub Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, not every Marvel will be the best one. That all still belongs to Endgame. That's all I can say. Have a good day. And Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> That's the worst one. Oh, no, wait. Oh, jeez. Wrong one. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is awesome. Uh, That's man. Thor I mean, Thor Dark World is the worst one. Never mind. Thor World World. <laughs> yeah. Dark World. Nice to meet you. Goodbye. <laughs> Why, hello! This is Asian Pop Nation. Thank you for joining us tonight. We played One Us's Luna and Itsy's Loco requests from Instagram user Pink Cute Fluffy Spider. Thanks for sending them through. And that last song you heard was Mirrors All in One because a festival that has come to Melbourne, which has all these Japanese films in one, is the Japanese Film Festival. And we're here to talk about it now. So we've talked a bit before on the other segments about films that have already, they're already here, can find them on streaming websites or watching them in cinemas. But we're going to do a little backtrack here and actually talk about upcoming films all from the land of Japan that you might be able to see through the Japanese Film Festival. So this is presented by the Japan Foundation in Sydney. And the festival actually started back in 1997 with three free film screenings and is now one of the largest celebrations of Japanese films in the world. And if you happen to be residing in good old Melbourne here, you can actually check out the festival from November 18 till December 5th. Woohoo! <laughs> so, <Yay>. some, <laughs> so some of the films that will be screened at the festival includes the live action film adaptation of the popular manga and anime series Tokyo Revengers, which is about a convenience store part-timer who's been living a dead-end life until he finds out that his high school crush and his brother have been killed by the Tokyo Manji gang. And another film which may interest you is called um, Hokusai, a biopic depicting the frantic life of the legendary Japanese ukiyo-e artist Hokusai with all its glory and setbacks in the final decades of the Edo period. So yeah, have you guys actually like taken a look into what are some of the films that are going to be shown at this film festival? Yeah, anything that I've looked right now. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Any that pique your interest? Um, There is two. One of them is called Dance With Me. It's about this woman who just like 
goes to a carnival where there's a hypnotist there. Something happens, she falls under the spell, and she breaks into uncontrollable song and dance whenever oh. she hears music. So that's just perfect. Love it. Um, wow. And then the other one's called Mio's Cookbook. And I think it's about food. Um, I see food, and I just like watching shows about food. So, yeah. Honestly, same though. Food, A+. Plus. <laughs> But yeah, any others, any other movies everyone's been looking through that has piqued their interest? Oh, I was scrolling through and I found an interesting little one called Gone. Oh. Yeah, and when I say Gone, it's spelled G-O-N, not as in like, you know, Gone Away. I mean, Gone. Ah. G-O-N, Gone, the little fox. Um, Let me find the description for it. It's a stop motion animation. So that's always really cool. And uh. All right, wait, I got the description. So, when Gon, a playful, orphaned fox, finds that young Hyoju has lost his mother, he tries to comfort him and make amends for his own earlier mischiefs by secretly bringing small gifts to the boy every day. But Hyoju doesn't realize who is behind these anonymous gifts, and the two are headed for a heartbreaking climax. Wow. That sounds really mysterious. But, like, Mm -hmm. visually, it looks really cool. Like, um... What are some good stop motion films um can think about? You know, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I'm getting some of those vibes here because you know it's about a fox. You know, ah. that's the character. You know? <laughs> but yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's interesting. It's always good to see um stop motion because like one, it's so hard to do, mm-hmm. and two, it's so hard to for do sure. well. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think Japan they've they've already like they've been jumping into a lot of stop motion lately. Like um, there's one I watched earlier called Rilakkuma and Kaoru. I don't know. If you've <gasps> oh my god! Wait, I yeah, see you probably have. Yeah, but you know um, those little bear plushies like Rilakkuma, like the Japanese yeah. bear. Yeah, yeah. It's basically about like some woman, and she's forced to live with these bears in her apartment, <laughs> and she's you know every episode is like, how do I deal with these idiots? You know. <laughs> Making it sound like she's like literally held captive by these like bears. Yeah, but like they're so soft and cute. It's like, you know, can't help it. It's actually really like, it's a very wholesome one. Mm -hmm. Every episode, I think, has like a little life message type of thing. Oh, yeah. It's so cute. Mm. But yeah, um, I would definitely love to see Gone the Little Fox eventually. It's free online. You just. (gasps) Really? Wow. Watch it once, though. Oh, only once? Yeah, it is. It's a limited time only for once. Oh, man. I got to, like, get my memory gears on, you know? I don't want to forget any of it. And that's cool. Cool. I think I have. Anything else from Xenia, Aaron, anything that piques your interest? Ah. Um, mine's a documentary about Satoshi Kon. Um, oh, so Satoshi Kon, kind of, I, the man himself, a little bit of an icon. That one, yeah. So it looks like there's a documentary that's uh, about him and his work. So I'm sure that would be very interesting. It stars quite a few popular directors who have been inspired by his work, like Darren Aronofsky. I think oh. he, yeah, directed. Ah, oh, it was it Aronofsky who did like Black Swan and those. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Blacks the Hue- Aronofsky. That's his name. Uh, let me double check. Double check. Hmm. But I do know. Yeah, the director of those films were super 
super influenced yeah. by Satoshi Kon. Yeah. Is, wasn't there a whole sequence in one of his films that literally just, you know, takes the scene? Yeah, from, I think uh, Black Swan's very similar to Perfect Blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess like, for example, Paprika and Inception, very mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. concepts. So, so it'd be interesting to sort of see that. Um, I think another one that's interesting, I'm sucker for rom-coms. It's called It's a Summer Film. <laughs> it's a summer film? That's- yeah, it's like a tribute. Hmm. It's like a school romance and with like about samurai. I don't know. There was like, it's, it's not about samurai, but it's like um, this um, these high schoolers who uh, want to make a, a film. Oh um, right! Oh, those oh. types of movies are always great. Yeah, like, movies about kids making movies. So it's about this girl, and she thinks she's found like um her leading man. Um, oh, after they bond over like period drama cinema. <laughs> oh my goodness! But he's oh, wow. kind of shy, um, so oh. she wants to win him over. Um, and with like a volunteer cast and crew to like realize her vision for like a samurai film or something. Oh, wow. ooh, yeah. I don't know. It sounds cute, but. <laughs> I'm so down for this. Yeah, <laughs> nothing quite like you know high school summer Japan <laughs> romance. <laughs> it's just the perfect combination. Yeah, but Aaron, you actually got a you've already booked a few tickets, haven't you? No, or, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? No, that's not me. I'm still looking. Uh, uh any that you're well, eyeing? Let's go these main ones out of the way. Uh, Dear King. Yes, I've seen the ads for that. Um, I actually haven't don't know too much about it though. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I honestly don't know anything about this one to be honest. All I know is that it's ba- the animation team is from Production IG who mm-hmm. done Guilty Crown and Ghost in the Shell. So that's that. Ooh. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's based of novel from uh Nahoko Yurisha? Yurishi is the thing that's right way saying it? And I know the full uh, story. I know it's, the story focuses on a disease that plagues uh, sometime in Japan. I presume it's Japan, and the only people and full, former soldier Bond is a soul survivor of his clan and a little girl Yuna. As they find himself caught in a conflict between the uh, believe there's a cure for this pandemic, and it's basically it's those two job to find the cure and basically it looks like it could be restore the place they're living. I don't know still. That's all I can say. But it could be interesting. Yeah. A lot of things to look forward to. Um, yeah. But if anyone here is going to see one, let us know. We don't... <laughs> I'll probably book a few tickets myself now. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. I have one which, like, hmm. Of... This one is definitely, like, an interesting one. It says apparently it's won a few like a couple of awards back in the 2020 Chicago International Film Festival. So that's pretty interesting. It is called um, Under the Open Sky. It's basically about this ex-Yakuza um, guy. Oh, Yakuza. JK yeah, is Yakuza and then it's yeah. like, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but apparently it's, it's just about, I'm guessing it's like, showing primarily him trying to assimilate back to, into society after being released for his 13-year murder sentence. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, I guess, the whole movie is just about him trying to 
find his footing back into Japanese society. Um, yeah, and apparently he's he's set out to tell his story and at the same time also trying to find his long lost mother by teaming up with a young TV director. So it's got a little buddy by his side. <laughs> wow, this sounds really cool. It's, it so, it's such a real story too, you know? Yeah. Like Ex-Yakuza members, you know, I think a lot of them, they can't even open bank accounts, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like really curious to see how like this film, like it'll portray, I guess, the hardships that they have to go through, especially when he's like, not only is he, is he an ex-Yakuza, he's been released from like a murder sentence. Yeah, murder. That's like big. That's kind of big. Like that, <laughs> that, 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 I love to say that's kind of big. It's not like the most biggest like thing ever. But yeah, yeah apparently it's also done. It's it's that has a female director, so woo, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on this one the most out of all of this ones. But yeah, um, is that all the movies everyone has in mind? <laughs> I think that's plenty. There's a lot <laughs> to choose from. Mm-hmm. There's too yeah. many. Yeah. So I feel like we only just scratched the surface of all the honestly really cool, cool films that are going to be shown in this festival. So let us know if any of you guys will be keeping an eye on this festival, checking out a few of the movies that we've been talking about, or even just finding ones you see on your own time and yeah let us know through Asian Palm Nation um all of your Japanese film recommendations potentially um yeah through our Twitter Instagram and Facebook yeah this is Asian Pop Nation here on Sin, where young people run the show. We play Brayman's Catwalk, Kirinji, and Micah Lobute's Hakume. And that last song was Tokyo Tape by Salyu. And speaking of Tokyo and those three songs from Japan that we just played, can you guess what time it is? Anime Attack! Whoa, Anime Attack! Whoa! Sound effects, someone edit some in. Today, we're going to be talking about our anime origin stories. So we're going to go around and we're going to learn about how people actually go into anime or like, actually, I think there's one of you that doesn't watch anime. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, gas for me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but let's, um, let's start with you, Xenia. How do you get into anime? I think it was you actually, John Paul. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. We're gonna take everyone back to the year I think 2014. Oh, we were oh wow! Okay, that's my starting point. Wow! So thinking about high school for me, I guess high school. I'm not sure. High school is very turbulent for everyone. Yeah, you're kind of like finding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you first. uh, I was talking to you because JP Mm. and I know each other from high school, Um, and you recommended that I watch a samurai anime film oh, sword of the stranger Sword of the stranger sword yeah i was and very I, obsessed with it yeah so mm. i was like okay i'll check it out i'm not sure what compelled me to try it so i tried mm. it didn't really hit <laughs> oh, 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 oh. so i watched it was like it was pretty interesting yeah it was kind of i'm surprised i hadn't really watched many gory kind of it's not gory but like violent animated oh, oh. Animated violence. Yeah, yeah, it's not something you see in the West very often. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, and that was like, that just kind of passed for a while. 
And mm. then maybe it was also you, someone had recommended um, that I watch Anohimita no Namai wa Bokutachi wa Mahi. Oh, just say the short name. In English. In English. Excuse me. What am I hearing? English, please. Which is Anohana, the flower we saw that day. Oh, my God. Why didn't you say that in English? And the romantic in me was like, this is perfect. I watched it and I bawled my eyes out and I had no idea that, like, I could cry watching <laughs> drawings on a screen. Right. And I was like, yeah, the, the, the rabbit hole spiraled. I discovered all these like romance anime and then mm. started dabbling into kind of, I guess, like the, the top sort of anime that you hear about, the critically acclaimed ones. And, so, and it started exploring from there, but that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh, boy. Uh, what is yeah. everyone else's origin story? Wait, because oh, yeah, right. Zenia said she it like she got into it because of you. So yeah, like... well, how do you get into it, Leisha? No, wait, I wanted to know about you? your one. <laughs> <laughs> You're up next. Oh me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, no, this it's a it's a bit of a weird one. Um, do you guys know what DDR is? Yes. Yeah, no, so I don't know I was, what DDR is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the, it's it's the dancing game, you know, and the oh, dance dance revolution. Oh, yeah, dance dance yeah. revolution. Yeah, yes, yeah, the okay. arrows on the floor, and you step on them as they come up on the screen. Is that an anime? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no, hear me out. So, <laughs> I was playing a version of DDR on my computer called Step Mania. Okay. Yeah, so you, it's just the same game, but you press the arrows on on you know the keyboard, right? And I was playing this song. It was called Caramel Dancing. Very big, like, viral song back in the old internet, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a funny song. and game's fun. Oh, that's cool. But then in the background, I saw these anime girls dancing, right? Um, Do you guys know Haruhi Suzumiya? Yeah. Heard of Haruhi Suzumiya? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to picture this. Before this, like, I'd known what Naruto and Dragon Ball Z and stuff was. And, like, I was into cartoons like Ben 10 and stuff. And animation wise, it's like, okay, whatever, you know, yeah, they're cool. And since I'm an artist, I tend to be like quite focused on those details, especially in like the animation department. But then as I was playing the song on Step Mania, I started noticing the girls in the background dancing. And then I realized, oh my God, they're so well animated. Like it's impossible. Like the, the way the clothes have weight to it, the way the movements are so realistic. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is How magical. I must have been like 10 years old when I saw this. I was like, I was like, what is this? This is some weird stuff. And why are their eyes so big? You know? Like, oh my God, that's crazy. So then I went to my cousin. It's like, hey, what is this thing, man? I, I, I need the source right now. And then he went on Google. It's like, oh, it's this thing called Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah. And uh, that's where the fall started. You started with Haruhi? Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew what Naruto and stuff was. But okay. I was kind of indifferent to it. But then Haruhi Suzumiya was the start of like me actually like actively digging into So you, anime you are, were only interested really in anime because of that the animation, not necessarily. No, that was like- the start. Yeah, yeah, technically, like technicality, like that was the start. I was like, wow, these guys are really good. I've never seen this level of expertise anywhere. <laughs> I can't believe this all came from a meme from yeah, like <laughs> for real, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's how that's how I go into anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Alicia, yeah. what about you? Oh, oh boy. Okay. We got into it and if you, if applicable, fell out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I mentioned it a couple times. Oh, actually, times. I have a bit of a falling out story, but I'll tell that a little later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been open in this radio show that I am in the fallout phase. You're in the <laughs> fallout phase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I, it's been a fallout for quite a while. But mm. yes, um, I started getting to anime. Okay. So back in like Malaysia and stuff, there used to be a dedicated channel just for anime stuff. Mm. So, and it was right next to like the music channels. But I cared more about the music channels. So every time, and I like for some reason, I like didn't bother to just remember the channel number. I I like physically scrolled through. So every time <laughs> mm. I was scrolling through, I'm like, dear God, it's these like car- these random Japanese cartoons. Get out! I want to watch my music. <laughs> this in the next channel. And yeah, I don't know. So I kept like skipping past that anime channel all the time. And then like I'm the same as JP, where I always like I've seen not Nar- like. I just see clips of like Naruto mm. and Dragon Ball Z all the time. But the thing was in Malaysia, they like dub it in. Oh, they yeah. dub it in our home language. So I didn't even know it was Japanese. I honestly <laughs> thought, mm. I thought it was just like a Malaysian cartoon. I was like, oh, oh okay. It's from Japan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then only later when I saw people talking about it on like the internet, I was like, wait a minute. So it's not Malaysian. Oops. But wow. But yeah, so I kept skipping this anime channel all the time just to go to my music channels. One day, I don't know what happened. I like stayed, like I didn't immediately switch to the music channel. I stayed there for a bit and I saw one episode of Inuyasha. Oh, right. <laughs> and um, that's where the, the, the rabbit hole like began. And I just, the, the thing is that it wasn't even like a rabbit hole that I started looking to more anime. No, I like, rabbit hole just to stay and watch Inuyasha and I watched like I was dedicated every single day I came home from school I knew what time it would come on and I'll just like immediately just like zoom to the tv watch every episode and there's like I don't know like 200 plus episodes if you count both season one season two I don't know but I stayed watched all of it at like the age of like 10 or 9 and it was a fun ride and after I finished it, that was when I was like, yeah, let's get into anime. And then somehow from Inuyasha, I went to like K-On, which is like, the, the Inuyasha is like demon, demon shonen type of thing. And K-On is like slice of life, girls drinking tea and Complete playing music. <laughs> playing music. And then I think from like K-On onwards, that was when I like really started jumping into a bunch of like genres and stuff. And then... Um, I think I had my fallout like when I was like uh 17, 16, and I've been in the fallout since then. I just stopped. You're free. Just because I, nothing was interesting to you, or I think it was that was the I feel like that was the time where there started to just be more anime that just came out like every season. And then oh, so I was like slowly entering into like BCE years. So I just like I was like school or anime and then i i I just like chose like focus on school more but then the rest of my friends were getting to anime so i just hear anime stuff from them and then um that was my like my little dose of anime for the day not even watching it anymore but just hearing it from my friends and then 
and then yeah i've been in that fallout since then and i haven't i feel like the last full anime i watched was either devilman crybaby or great pretender those were like the last two animes i've watched well they're good so uh <laughs> yeah. yeah they're good they're, they're good ones and they happen to both be on like netflix so i yeah. watched them i watched them purely because they was just there on the streaming list right yeah I use. but yeah that's that's the have been in the fallout since oh. wow goodness uh, <laughs> but yes uh celeste take it away <laughs> your little <laughs> origin story um well i started off reading manga only because I was interested in what it was. I was studying Japanese at the time in high school. And so I went through there to explore and I was like, hey, why not try anime? Because I don't know animation. It <laughs> and moves. I went down to, yeah, it moves. Yeah. Um, so I went down to the local library. They happened to have Code Geass um, mm. there. So oh, I watched wow. all of that. Yeah. yeah. I think Zenia's a big fan of that. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I did like it a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like an MA plus anime available at the library. But yeah, um, nice. and then <laughs> someone recommended Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah, oh my yeah, goodness, classic. She went like to all like darker edgy edgy. Yeah, <laughs> very good introduction, uh, Celeste. Yeah, yeah, those are good. <laughs> those are, like, so that was around good. people who like knew what good anime was, and oh. so I watched that, and then after that, because I was. At the point where I was reading a lot of shoujo manga, I was like, where was my shoujo anime? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was constantly on the hot hunt for that. And yeah, then I dug into like, what is it? Um, Tummy Summer Kiss. Oh my God. <sighs> and a few others. I don't remember them anymore. But yeah, after that, um, I think at the time, anime wasn't as accessible. So I was mostly paying um, for outright copies of DVDs and they were super expensive oh, um, in Australia. Man. So then I stopped after a while and then now that streaming services are up, I just haven't bothered. So yeah, <laughs> that's my origin story. That's so interesting. Your, yeah, yours is more like you went from, you went the manga to anime pipeline mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that pipeline happened to me like parallel. Like as I was getting into anime, I was also getting into manga. Oh yeah, yeah same. Yeah, 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 same. I was more like anime, then I realized, oh wow, there's yeah. book versions of these things. Yeah, book versions, <laughs> and they're black and white and right to left. Whoa, yeah, I have yeah. to read it in a different way. Yeah, and like their stories are really serious and scary too. Like, whoa, what the? Unless it's a shoujo. Yeah. Unless it's a shoujo. <laughs> yeah, actually, my first exposure to manga was Monster. By Naoki Urasawa. Have you guys heard of that one? Monster? Yes. That's yes. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really interesting drama. But like in the first half of the book, like it's about a surgeon, right? And so you see all these images of people getting really injured and like with pipes in their mouth and stuff. Like I was a kid when I saw this, right? So I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh, how was it for you, Aaron? Yeah, uh, your my... origin story. Your oh. origin story. Oh, mine is. I would say it's sort of like Celeste's route, but it's a little bit different for that one because, um, again, this is the same year as we mentioned uh, when Zenia mentioned it was 2014. It was I remember it was halfway through that year, and a friend of mine at the time we were just talking to each other next to me. I was just finishing um, uh, we had humanity that time, and I just just finished an episode from Batman the animated series, 
Yeah, one of Kim Connor and Mark Hamill in it. And she's told me that you should watch a show. And she did tell me what, what and I asked me, I was like, okay, what show is it? And she said, uh, Pola Magic Modoga Magica. Oh my God. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like a this, very turbulent entry. Yeah. This is like the whole, <laughs> yeah. This is like the one of the Holy Three uh, shows that she, well, I got into it, but yeah. Mag- Modica, I did not know anything about this. I thought she was just making this word up, to be honest. And then she <laughs> typed it in for me and she's not, this is real. And it was like, it's a girl show. That's oh, it's not. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. You're like, she, cute girls' magical transformation. Isn't this just Sailor Moon? Whoa. I didn't know what Sailor Moon was back then either, to be honest. I didn't know what anime was at all back then. Not then like, yeah. So I tried looking it up, and I, and I got to it. And I was like, okay. And I was like watching the first recap movie we had. is the OVA. Like 20 minutes. Like, this is a movie. This is supposed to be a TV show. I turned it off, and I went to her the next day. It's like, you show me the movie. Like, no, it's a TV show. And then it was like, oh. And I got slapped in the face for it. Wow. Yeah. That wasn't a good day. So I watched the TV show like a couple of days later. I was like, holy God, this is dark. But I like it. It's dark, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. it's dark. I will never watch again. That's a lot. I watched it the following year. Yeah. The second one was, it was episode 11 of Sword Online that came on on show called on ABC3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was episode 11 called Yui's Heart, and I thought, oh, this is a good show. I don't know anything about it. I'll watch it. I got bored. I was uh, Yeah, but mm-hmm. I was missing, although I did start with episode 11, though. And then eventually, I did buy the first six episodes on DVD. No, yeah, first seven episodes on DVD, and I was like, this is not bad. Then I stopped watching it. But I still managed to buy the whole set, so that's good. And then finally... It was near my birthday in September, and Attack of Titan came out in dub. And again, I saw it with episode 11 by accident, by pure accident. And I was like, I'm in this show right now. So I watched the whole episode entirely when I was up to was episode 16 at the time. And I was like, I'm watching this weekly now. I don't care. And this is the show that actually got me into the gate of anime. That's it. Wow. Have you been going strong since then? Like, you still watching a lot? I'm still watching a lot. Not a mm-hmm. lot. As when I first started, I think it was like 2016 or something. I started like watching this show, that show, this show, that show, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Like, so mm-hmm. slowed down, that's it. Damn. Oh, but yeah, no, interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was Anime Attack. Whoa, my favorite part of the week, you know, and Fruits Basket, you know. Uh, but anyway, if you've got cool recommendations for anime or just, you know, any cool anime quips you want to let us know about, uh, Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on Asian Pop Nation. Yeah, thanks for coming in and listening. You're tuning in to the station where young people run the show, Sin. We played Ben Hum's Milky Way, Shima and Sumure's Con Man, and that last song was Last Breath by Mark Twan. Our song was Alan D and Ezra Cairo's Out of My Mind, because something that comes out of our minds or poetry and guess what time it is it's time for our weekly tanka to summarize what happened on the show today now for those who don't know tanka is a japanese form of song or verse with a syllable pattern of five seven five seven seven so here goes nothing eternals review japanese films come to town asian love interests ji young at sesame street is anime more mainstream What did you think? 
you can always let us know by DMing us on social media at Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also send us through your tankas. We'd love to hear how your week has been and how your night has been in the form of Japanese poetry. Get those creative juices flowing. But it also means that we have reached the end of our show tonight. We can always listen to our discussions again on the Asian Pop Nation podcast or listen to any that you might have missed out on there. We've also got all of our interviews and past shows there too, so don't worry if you've missed out on any of our discussions tonight. And also, don't forget to send through your thoughts and requests to us on social media as well. But on behalf of the Asian Pop Nation team, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week with some more discussions, but we're actually reaching the end of the year pretty soon, so not many shows left, but sure to bring the Asian pop culture and music good stuff. Your way from now until then. But in the meantime, this is Senya on behalf of the Asian Pop Nation team signing off with some songs by Eric Nam, Nick the Real, and Rich Boy.